Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 2024 is upon us, which means a packed schedule of FA Cup and, of course, Premier League action. Beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports pub. Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King across their huge HD screens. If you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on. Their venues offer a range of low and no alcohol options, so dry January doesn't mean you have to settle for a worse sports watching experience. Green King. Welcome to this week's Spurs show, um, my first Spurs show 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. On what would have been David Bowie's 77th birthday, we'll look at this week's Spurs heroes and assess whether this is the beginning of some changes and some golden years with Postacoglu, a possible future legend or another managerial rock and roll suicide. Tonight there'll be a many a conversation piece with two supermen and young dudes as we look back not in anger at the win against Burnley. Will there be sorrow at Old Trafford on Sunday or a win? Will Eric Dyer stay or say London by Tata? And will Dragosin be a sweet thing in a new career in a new town? And Timo Werner, the start of a new fantastic voyage. I could literally do this an entire show. I could do half an hour of silly Bowie puns. But I won't. Anyway, join me this evening. They're back. It's silly o'clock in Australia from the Cheese Room podcast. David Harris. How are you, David? I'm very well indeed. Really looking forward to talking about Ange as we've arisen from the ashes to ashes of the Conte era. There we are. You're looking very fresh-faced for someone who's sitting there at five o'clock in the morning. And also joining us, who actually, I've got it in front of me here. This is wasteful. The great Bowie album by album book yeah. by Paolo Hewitt. Yes. He's here, Mr. Paolo Hewitt. How are Hello, you? Yes, thank you. And what a great book it is. I hadn't flicked through that for a while. It's really good. Well. But it is. You but, sound but surprised. It's great pictures. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought it might be one of your throwaway books, of no, which you've done not many. No, not at all. You know, I um, I was actually actually it was one of the highlights when um we found out through various maids and means that Bowie actually had a copy in his house. No, yeah, really, and apparently he used to show it to people. I think he was. I think it was more about the pictures than maybe my insights <laughs> into the Google. <laughs> So even so, I was um, I was uh, very very. T- I'd love to have met him. It was yeah. funny. I was reading about him today. Chalky Davis, you know the photographer, I was talking about when he met him and photographed him. 
and somebody had said to him, Terry O'Neill, great Terry O'Neill. Oh, O'Neil, yes, he did all the, um, some it's of the Diamond Dog stuff. It's impossible yeah. to photograph David Bowie without liking him. Ah. Yeah. My, my favourite Bowie funny little story, I did um, was in New York a few years ago. I did one of those David Bowie walking tours. And they told a great story. They took us to this little Italian uh, cafe. They went, this is Bowie's favourite place. Really old school it was, really old sort of espresso machine. And um, someone sort of said, well, doesn't he just get bothered the whole time? People must be coming in and going, it's David Bowie. He said, when he doesn't want to talk to people, he nips around the corner and buys a Greek newspaper. And people then come in and go, that's David Bowie. And they go, no, it's some Greek guy. He's got a Greek newspaper. It can't be him. And that's what he used to do. What a great, what a great idea. Brilliant. Anyone famous out there doesn't like getting bothered, nip out and get a Greek newspaper from... I don't know, somewhere in the Tottenham, no doubt. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, lots to cover to today. Obviously, we're going to look back at the tough, really, uh, win last Friday against Burnley. And then Sunday, we've got this uh, huge, huge game against Manchester United. Hopefully, we'll shut up. Last season, we were terrible there from memory. I think United was just as poor as they are now. And we actually, most Spurs fans went there thinking, well, this is going to win. And we just didn't show up under Conte. It was one of the worst performances I've, I've seen under Conte. So no doubt we'll talk about that. And uh, the transfer window is now open. Uh, various rumours flying about. So we're going to certainly talk about that on tonight's uh, Spurs show. David, we're going to start with you. Uh, Burnley. So if that was an 8... Oh, that's a little bit better for you, isn't it? If it's 8pm kickoff, what time is that for you in Australia? A very convivial 7 a.m. Saturday 7 morning. So you're watching so, it, having breakfast. We're having lovely. breakfast. Lovely. You know, I'm watching it with my son, Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we watched it. On my wall behind me is mm-hmm. a signed Jimmy Grease picture scoring in 1962 FA Cup final. Oh, um, and uh, Like Quicksilver, was... Grief scores. I think that was the line. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, so I was looking forward to it. Um, you know, obviously Burnley made five changes. Um, I think companies become a little bit more street wise in terms of coaching his teams in the Premier League mm. than going for kind of total football. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, it was a struggle. The start that we made sums up the the season. It's been a really promising positive season mm. but when we do that start and we have those chances and we don't convert those chances stronger teams are really going to punish us and then we saw that you know Richie had a couple of good chances um mm-hmm. so I think that that is uh something that we needed to to look at and address and I will be talking about the window later on and, mm-hmm. and the person who will be coming in doesn't have, exactly have the best goal scoring record of all well, time. Looking, as we record this tonight, we believe he's flying in tomorrow to London, Team Verna for a medical. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Paolo, I mean, as David alluded there, we kind of struggled a bit. Uh, it took a bit of a wonder strike, really, uh, t- to win the game. Lovely to see. And then after that, they had two huge charts. I think it was a great... Davis block and from the corner, um, the guy was like three, four yards out and sort of spooned it over. Could have easily been uh, a replay in that week uh, when we had a week uh, winter, winter break. They had a much better chance in the first half, actually. And also the first half, it was, yeah, was just one I on thought, one with the keeper. And I, I thought they played some very nice football when, you know, when, when they were um, yeah. at it. Um, and... Um, when Richie missed those two chances, you mm. could feel it was funny. I was watching the Arsenal Liverpool game on Sunday. I was thinking, I, I know this script. 
Mm. Yeah, where we, where, their, like, you know, where yeah. we go close, you go close, you go close, and then mm. the other team nicks a goal at the end and, and wins. And um, that 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 was I was saying to my mate, I was going, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? But um it was funny with the Porro goal because I was actually behind it. And when I, when he first hit it and it went in, I was convinced it'd come off a defender's shoulders. Right. Because it, the way it, it travelled, you know, up mm. and then down, I thought that's come off a defender and then you just saw what a fantastic goal it was. I, I think, you know, I, I, I agree with Ange on it, that it's the same team. They're playing very, very intense football. Hamstrings mm. are pinging all over the place. And I think, quite frankly, a lot of them are, 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 are exhausted, you know. Yeah, you definitely. We haven't got the depth to cover it. Fact that we're doing so well is, is amazing, really. It is amazing. It, it is, is amazing. Look, the, these are the games when you go, Oh, god, please take the cup seriously, don't play your second string. Yeah, the team came out, Dave, and they went, Oh, great, played a straight. He, he was playing the only team he could play, unless he wanted to play yeah. people who literally exactly. never played before. Yeah. That was our strongest team, that's the only team we've got. Somebody said that to me in the crowd, they said, oh, what, what, what team he's picking? Mm. The only one he's got left. <laughs> That's the only yeah. team you can pick. You know, I know, David, with that, with actually the goal, I thought there was a bit of a delay behind the goal. The, the goal went in. And there was a bit of a delay until everyone sort of jumped up, which I thought was a bit surprising. I think people just shot. I, I, was, just I, I was the same in the Southern Hemisphere because the yeah. shot went in. I thought he just mm. missed and right. went on the other side. Um. And uh, and I think it's let's let's give ourselves let's just do a bit of Pedro Porro love here, right? Yeah. Because if you remember his first day at the office, he had to work alongside Jaffet Tanganga mm. and uh, Eric Dyer in that awful defeat at Leicester, and uh, Tim Sherwood, who's Theo Delaney's favourite Spurs manager of all time, <laughs> said he was the worst player he's ever seen. He did and if I so. can just remind you of the Porro quote, which I've got down here, where he said. Porro shrugs, laughs, a determination there. Let me loose in a prison and I'll end up owning the place. And I think uh, Pedro has been our best right back, like we can say easily, since Carl Walker, who, let's not forget, we sold Carl Walker to our rivals and replaced him with Serge Aurier. Um, mm -hmm. So I think Pedro has been one of the best players of the season thus far. I, I totally agree. And obviously a lot of people said at the beginning of the season when they heard... Postacoglu's style, well, he's going to be out. He's not going to work. He can't play that position. I think he's clearly shown people that he can. If anything, it's, he's actually improved him as a player because yeah. uh, yeah. he's got this great pace. He gets back. I think his positional sense is pretty good. And obviously mm. we saw on Friday what he can do when he goes forward. And the game really needed that because you couldn't really see a scoring, to be honest. No. I thought... Um, I thought um, Brennan had uh, some good chances early on, kind of faded. Again, he was playing on the wrong side. He likes to play on the right and he was playing on the left. And, uh, you know, I know he kind of moved things around. The Celso was disappointing. Uh, that was again, you think, well, he's been on form now. He'll he'll take the game, the scruff. And that, to me, again, didn't do enough. Gil, Gil, when he came on, just flitted around, didn't do much. It was one of those frustrating games. And to be honest, if we lost that game 1-0, you kind of would have gone, well, you know, you, you, you couldn't turn around and go, oh, well, that was really unfair. We deserve to yeah, win that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We kind of didn't. And as we record the show tonight, uh, in about an hour or so, will be the draw for the fourth round. Um, obviously, most Spurs fans will want another home tie against ideally, you know, a championship or League One team or something. Maidstone. Let's get Maidstone. Maidstone, Maidstone would yeah, be yeah. nice. We'll take Maidstone at yeah. home. Yeah, <laughs> uh, That would be good. And uh, let's see how far 
we can go in the competition. The one thing, uh, David, that obviously Paolo alluded to with the hamstring there is that Ben Davis, again, one of our best players this season, who's had to mm. come in, no one expects him to play week in, week out. He's got a hamstring. They, the club haven't really said how severe it is. And we'll talk about, and, and the fact also t- t- tonight um, is that the young guy from Blackburn, uh, we got in uh, his Ashley now Phillips. Ashley Phillips. Phillips has now gone on loan to Plymouth, uh, which says to me there is incoming. You don't get rid of uh, someone who's been sitting on the bench, the centre back, when another centre back who's been playing centre back is now injured. Uh, so we are assuming this deal for uh, Dragasin, um, the remaining player from Genoa. We assume this is happening. The latest mumblings are that Bayern Munich were interested but we believe he wants to come to Tottenham so we're just mm. assuming that deal will get done even with mm. that deal David let's say this deal happens for him I still think we're short there surely we are so are we so we're saying that Phillips has gone from Blackburn to Tottenham to Plymouth in one yeah. season that's a so, lot of traveling well a lot of traveling clearly Postacoglu's looked at him and gone He's not coming on. He's not going to start any of these games. So fair enough. I mean, he watches him. He's only, he's only, he's only eighteen. Yeah, look, I've got more. Obviously, more faith in, in Ange in terms of bringing on young players and and putting them in the team and developing. We, yeah. I mean, we talked about Poro. I mean, he's put in Saar and he's put in Destiny without any mm. questions this season. So he's not he's not your Conte who uses young mm. players for like training cones, which is what uh, I think Donnelly's dad said on Twitter last year. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, you look at what's happened. You've got Rodon's gone to Leeds. You've got Tanganga's gone. Sanchez has gone. And and looks like Dyer's going as well. Mm. Um, so you are assuming that Dragosin's going to be in. But the question is whether you need one more as well. I mean, it was mm. a massive gap at the end of the August transfer window. And very mm. remiss to have no decent third centre-back cover mm. uh, going in season. Particularly with someone like Romero with his injury and disciplinary record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Van der Ven, who, you know, we all were obviously hopeful he was going to come in and slot in and be as amazing as he has been. But it's always a bit of a gamble there, isn't it? So, Well, it's a um, worry even now when he does come back, he doesn't do his hamstring again. Some players have susceptible hamstrings and they go more than once. This is the concern. And Apostle Cockley has already said the way we train uh, is is very different to how a lot of teams train and you do get a lot of hamstring injuries. So the mm. fact that he's had a hamstring, Davis has now had a hamstring, it shouldn't kind of surprise anyone. Uh, obviously, it was nice to see Sessegnon also come back. Uh, Speaking I still of think, hamstrings. Well, exactly. I, I still think there's a player there. I mean, again, he, he was one of the best players, in the, well, certainly one of the best young players in the country when he was at Fulham. And he just hasn't done it at Tottenham, not helped, admittedly, by succession after successive injuries. He had one decent run when we thought, oh, finally we're seeing a player here, and he got injured again. Uh, Paolo, what, do, you, do you think um, we will do at the back anyway, uh, hopefully a bit more work in the transfer market? Well, or do you think um, that'll be it? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, talking about Timo Werner, I'm, I'm much more interested in us shoring up, up the uh, defence because mm. um, that, that's really lacking. Attacking options, we can defence, we're, we're, we're threadbare. And, you know, when we're... I mean, we're lucky though, aren't we? Because it's January, we've got United Sunday and then we haven't got a game till the end of the... Well, we'll have a game on the 27th will be the next one. So the we, we haven't been lucky. Who have we got on the 27th? Uh, with the FA Cup fourth round. Oh, cool. oh right, okay. There we and are. And then on the third, and then we've, we've got, got Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Okay. So 
we we've got three games basically staggered. So mm. so we have been quite lucky. And hopefully Romero. Apparently he's back in training. Romero. Yeah. Oh really? I hadn't heard that. I hadn't yeah, heard I, that, I read so. it somewhere, but but um, I just think the defence really needs shoring up at the moment. Really does. Well, I mean, if you assume if you assume that Van Aven will be back soon, and the Dragosin comes in, and Romero yeah. comes back, that's three. You've now got Davis injured. You're, he, you, you're, you're, he's effectively going. I will always have two out of his four because he doesn't seem to play three three centre backs. No, it's still a little bit. I still think it's short. I still think, um, you well, he's know, got Emerson. Dave, yes. I mean, Davis yeah. has done incredibly well. I've got well. to say about Emerson, he, he, he was, yes, he got role as well. Exactly. On Friday, I thought he was amazing. Yes. So maybe. I, think, I thought Emerson got a little bit done, was a little bit static playing the offside line for that chance in the first half that the, the guy yeah. spooned over the bar. Yes. I mean, uh, I think that. So, there's another podcast that said that Emerson's a bit the Brazilian Ben Davis because he's played across almost every position in the back four. Um, he's a he's he's what you'd class as a decent squad player for a team that's challenging for top honours, but he wouldn't be a starter. I mean, no. against Brighton, he had a shocker against Brighton yeah, away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, well, he's hot know, and cold, I, isn't he? He's hot and he cold. Is hot. He's hot and cold. I mean, I give him a lot of respect for the fact that he's turned around. I mean, he was booed off the pitch when he was subbed mm. off at ball yeah, for Wade right, last yeah. year. And I give him a lot of credit for the fact that he's really, you know, tried his, his heart out in turning his career around. And, and let's not forget, actually, the first game of the season, Bournemouth away, he scored that beautiful goal. It was like a mm. snooker player on the on yeah. playing it along the base of the table. And he didn't play after that because Porro came in. And so um, I've, I've got... He's a just he's a kind of he's your, he's your, him him and Davis are like your James Milners around the squad, right? Yeah. You put them in where you need to, but if we're going to challenge for top honours, they're not your starters. So mm. he'll get in a third. Uh, this Dragosin will come come in, and I think he'll take the view that well, I've got Emerson and I've got Davis when fit, and therefore I can call upon five, and that'll do me for this window. Yeah, I think I somehow I think you're going to be right. Well, let, let's look at now we're talking about players. Uh, let's talk about up front. But before we do that, let's just quickly go on a very, very short break. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
And we're back from the break. Uh, don't forget, uh, as well as the weekly Spurs show, you can get a daily news show, ex-player interviews, original documentary series on Tottenham. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Support our show in the process. Our monthly London live show is up and running. Um, I think it's our next show. Our next show, Wednesday, January the 17th, in London's glittering West End, the return of Terry Meathook Naylor. Uh, lovely, lovely man, great character, some extraordinary stories. Come and join us. Come and meet, uh, come and meet Terry Nuttenayla. Um, links to tickets in the description to this podcast. Um, or just become a Spurs Show season ticket holder and come along with you and a couple of mates. For now, season.spurshow.net. Sign up. February will be confirmed. And then the big one, March the 20th. Spurs Show evening with Mr. Paul Gascoigne at the Leicester Square Theatre. Um, about two thirds of the tickets have gone now. Uh, so if you were thinking of coming along, uh, go to leicestersquaretheatre.com, get your tickets. There's normal tickets, there's tickets where you can have your photo of Gaza, there's tickets where you can um, get uh, stuff signed by him. So go and look that up. That's going to be uh, quite an extraordinary night. And as I mentioned, next week... Um, oh, so yeah, so next, yeah, next, the next show we're doing is actually another kind of live one, Live at the Antwerp Arms. Julie Welsh, uh, who comes on the show a lot, has a new uh, book out about uh, striking partnerships with Tottenham striking partners. And uh, Theo Delaney will be doing a Q&A with her at the Antwerp Arms next Monday. Uh, if you check on our Twitter feed, there are links to get free tickets for that. And then afterwards, we'll be recording a Spurs show there with Julie. Obviously, Rob White and the journalist Ian Ridley. So that is next. Um, sorry, that's the Monday after. I'm getting very, very confused with the new year. So next week, Terry Naylor, following week, another live event. Go and uh, check all those out. Uh, David, so the, the, the one, the real, real left field one that's came in, no one anywhere, always makes you laugh, you get these sort of, what they call in the nose on social media, whatever, no one picked this up at all until literally a couple of days ago. Um, Timo Werner, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I think he's about 27, 28 now, was a very, very good striker at Leipzig. Tottenham, I remember, were, were linked with him at the time. He went to Chelsea for around 50 million. I mean, you speak to Chelsea players, they went, he was final on the line. He does a lot of work off the ball, but another striker couldn't put the ball in the net. And let's face it, they've had a lot of these kind of players. Obviously, he had to fit into sort of another rigid Conte system. So you can sort of maybe take it with a pinch of salt. He's gone back to Leipzig, not banging in the goals. And with the Euros coming up, he wants to try and push his way back into the national team. And therefore, Tottenham looks like they're going to be doing a six-month deal, basically, taking him up to the end of the season uh, with an option to buy if they want to. But the option is like 15, 20 million pounds. We're obviously going to cover his wages. David, do you think it's a good bit of business by Tottenham? Uh, I've got very mixed feelings about this because oh. conceptually, as I said, as when we talked about Burnley, the, the one issue that we've got is converting the chances. So, so you've got Brennan, you've got Kulu, uh, you've got Hill. Um, for what their strengths and weaknesses are, putting the ball in the back of the net is, is not a strength at the moment, and mm. that's a concern. Richie, I appreciate, is in the strongest form of his Tottenham career, but that's not a hard benchmark, mm. um, and he's done well. But, I mean, he, you know, he missed two, two very two good chances. Two, two Dra missed, he loves dragging a ball wide, doesn't he? 
He does, and his dis- <laughs> and his also his distribution was shocking mm. against yeah. Burnley. Mm. Um, and so conceptually, we have that, and we're going to get someone in who. And I do remember him. I'm pretty sure mm. that he dumped us out the the Champions League when he played for Leipzig against Mourinho's Tottenham, oh. um, and he looked a very promising player. Yeah. But when he came to Tottenham, uh, when he came to Chelsea, he was another Shevchenko, Kesman, mm. Robert Flack, Chris Sutton. Yeah. Pick, take your pick, right? And off he went. He can't get in. So, you know, when if I look at the low knees that we've got over the years, you know, I know that uh, uh, Sahara and Nelson were on six-month deals. They weren't loaned strictly. But then I looked at when we got Good Johnson in for that second half of the 2010 season, and he I was very well. pleased with that. He, he, he got well. a good goal at Stoke, and he was that senior experience around mm. the squad guiding through. You could tell that. And also links to the Tottenham history. His dad was, in, mm-hmm. was the one who missed right. the penalty against Tony Parks. That's right. And, but then you compare that to Andy Booth, who we got in on a, on a six-month <laughs> <laughs> we don't really need to say any more. Craig or Raziak, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, I can see why he's done it. And again, we have to go with if Ange wants to do it, and and he's and he said, right, I'll do this. If as long as Levy doesn't come to him and said, I've got, I'm opening a go kart track in January. Oh, and by the way, do you fancy Timo Werner? Then uh, <laughs> the the preference really is is that. I can see why he's doing it mm-hmm. because we've got Manor out, Perisic out, etc. Sonny's away. I understand the logic, but then the logic of we need some more goals up there and bringing in someone who can't hit a, band, a, a barn door with the proverbial, mm-hmm. you've got to question it. Paolo, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, again, my memory of uh, Werner, I haven't seen him in the second incarnation at Leipzig, but I do remember the first time. He does uh, pull wide. He gets in behind full-backs. You know, one of our big tactics under Poster Coglu is is someone literally getting to the byline and playing it back for Saar to come in. He's got experience. Um, as David said, we haven't been firing all cylinders there. Uh, I think Brennan's come in. I think he's done well, but not played. I think he's probably played more than he expected to. Um, it's got to be worth a punt, isn't it? Well, I think he'll be much more suited to Angeball than mm. Richarlison. Because one of the things that I was looking at on Friday at the game was Richarlison's runs just weren't there. You know, the amount of times the ball went into the area and he wasn't where he should have been. Um, He just wasn't making those runs. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself that Werner will be making those runs and will be dragging defenders away and creating space. And, um, but then, you know, like David, there was a thing on Twitter or one of the things Catalog, cataloging all his misses. Oh, really? Oh, God, man. I <laughs> mean, who bothers to sit down? My eight year old could have put in half, you know. I mean, yeah. it was a bit <laughs> worrying, you know. I'm just yeah. hoping that he wants to be at Spurs. He wants a new lease of life. He wants to get into the national team. So I'm just hoping that, that this is an inspired signing. And um, I mean, I, do you know what? I just keep thinking, I wish Harry had stayed for another year. Yeah, I know. I oh, know, man. Yeah. He'd have we like 25 goals by now. Yeah, I know. We'd be Absolutely. top of the league. I mean, it would just be, <laughs> he'd just be suited for that team, wouldn't he? Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's like um, it's like when you're talking about the, the evening you've got with Julie Welsh and the great uh, striking duos. It's mm. I'm not sure that Armstrong and Jones will be featuring in the book, but we're, we're a bit we're a little bit like that at the moment because we've got some really good build-up play. We're creating a lot of chances. Yeah. And for those two or three seasons, we couldn't put them away, and then yeah. Cooksey and Archie turned up, and off we went. Right. Um, and it feels a little bit like that at the moment. Um, yeah. And and that and that is a concern because we've got you know. All the other big boys are really struggling this season. They've all got their issues. And this is actually a really great opportunity for us with no European football. Mm. And, and you know, the Kane thing, look, I can understand he had a year left. He wasn't signing a new deal. I can understand the reason and the logic for it, as gutting as it is. But at the same time, if you're going to replace... I mean, he was effectively replaced in the, in the squad by the, the Argentinian youngster. Yeah, another and, one's and that, injured, Valise. Another one is injured, I think, and 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 hadn't replaced him. I wasn't saying that you know go out and you know you could have gone out and got uh, the Brentford guy and waited until he's back, but that was mm-hmm. never going to happen. But to not go out and spend a substantial piece of money on a striker who plays in the middle can pull it away. I think that that's been the other remiss part of the transfer window in August, and that's what we're seeing at the moment. I mean, I mean, basically at the end of the day, this guy is coming in, Werner. He's not going to convert a lot of chances. His record doesn't suggest that. I'd love to be completely wrong, mm. but it, it doesn't look that way. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I did you know, at the I, start when, at the start of his career. Did that? He was. He was banging yes. him. He was on fire. He He's was, done it. He's yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah, he has done it. So yeah, he exactly. has done it exactly. He has done it. There is there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. <laughs> 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 that's what you're saying. I, I just think I'm more pro it than I'm anti. Because I, I do think that he wants to he wants to succeed. His style would really suit suit much more than Richarlison because he's faster, he's more mobile, and that's our mm. thing now, isn't it? Getting that ball moving really quickly, get it down the wings, get it across, and he'll be making those runs. And um, you know, let's just hope he can, you know, find the net. You know, but I, yeah. I, I'm more pro it than Anthony. I've got to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I am too. And uh, well, we wish him well. The deal hasn't been done as we record this, but it looks like it's being done. I can't see unless they're keeping something up their sleeve. I'd, I'd be amazed. Maybe one more in. Um, well, I mean, they've got to get a centre off because if they're going to send Bar off to Bar, well, Dragonson, I think will come in. I'd be and amazed Phillips if this deal. Dragonson will happen. I think Dragonson and Vern. I think. Look, I, I, I'm always the one that bleeds until you see them. You know, on the desk, sign the contract with the arm around them. They're not Tottenham <laughs> yet, but uh, hopefully <laughs> those, those two will happen. Where's Paratici in all this? Do you think? Because apparently he's still advising. He is still. Yeah. A, he's still. So, an would advisor. you think he was advising on the Werner thing? Because he's put together that team. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a big Paratici fan. I, you know, the signings he's made for us is that's the core of our team. Yeah, I mean, obviously the new people who come in and Mann and and, and Langer um, un, under him. I, I mean, I mean they've, they've barely been there, but presumably mm-hmm. they're doing stuff. And look, I mean, this this could be well, their network. Corey, this could be a stroke of genius. They found out someone got... at Leipzig said, you know what, if you put a bid in, he'd come. This is the kind of thing you want. You want to be first to these kind of moves, like we used to be. That you know. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, let's move on now to uh, this weekend, Sunday afternoon. It's always a massive game, one that many of us have been to many, many times. I went with Paolo that famous, famous night after an old chap. We I was wondering who you going to bring Two that. up. Was it two up? <laughs> we were two up, and then they had a blatant uh, 
It was Howard, Howard Webb. Was Howard the Webb. Howard Webb. Someone dived in the box. He gave Wayne it. Rooney. And we lost 5-2. And you were tired and emotional, let's, oh, let's say. You and were I was tired and emotional what I day. thought was a Manchester United steward saying to him, is this how you do it? Is this how you win the league? And this steward kept saying to me, look, mate, you got it all wrong. No, I haven't got it wrong. This is how you do it, isn't it? How much has he bunged? How much has Fergie bunged Webb, eh? He finally went, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur away, Stuart. I don't work for Man United. <laughs> yeah, you're really giving it to him. You're really yeah, giving it to him. all the way back to London. Yeah, I know. Was that the I Gomez know. penalty? Was it that year? I think it was. We were two up. Yeah. We were two, we were two up, up and we lost 5-2. Yeah, blimey! It was, uh, exactly. <laughs> oh God, we've had some we've, look. We've had some great. We've had some great, great victories there as well. Obviously, uh, one of the things as, I always think about us there was that we always kind of freeze. We always kind of always Man United, and you know, history suggests these days that it's not Man United. You know, it's a very average team. You know, you know. But they. But there's always a certain player. Look at last season where we, where we lost under Conte. There's always one player, whether it's. Um, whether it's um, Fernandez or someone else who just has a sort of a worldy game, and I mean last season Ronaldo David, got a hat trick, right? Ronaldo got a hat trick, and oh yeah. But David, you remember last season? Yeah. I think for once, most Spurs fans went there or watched it where they're around the world, thinking we're going to win today. We're on form. They're terrible, and we were dreadful. If there's anything, but I know it's a brand new That's manager, I mean. lots of new players. There but sometimes, we? we have done, but surely we've got to go with belief and go at them. Uh, I think last season it was. I think Hoiberg was particularly awful. Yes, like, he was awful last yeah. season in that game, and we went up there. And I, it was what it was those times that it's those games that we've seen too, too many times over the last few years. This is a big game, it's almost like a six point that we got to go up there and show what we're going to do, and we don't turn up right. Mm-hmm. And so there, and that was that one, and then the one before that, the. The Ronaldo one, I was just, yeah. I thought we'd blown forth then because I was very annoyed about the fact that we did play well. Did we play did well show well. up. That was Conti's best, been his best six months out of 18 months. Yeah. And and we, and I mean, Romero was at fault for one or two of Ronaldo's goals. Mm-hmm. They had no one but Ronaldo playing. And, and that was disappointing. So my old Trafford memories were, if you remember the famous League Cup win, I think we beat them 3-1. Fergie had just joined. I think mm-hmm. Fennett had broke his leg and Paul Moran was playing and Linnick had scored. And uh, and then, of course, I was up at an FA Cup match where we went up north and uh, we were playing Neil Fenn and Rory Allen up top with Jerry Francis. And we all knew we were going to lose. And like uh, Beckham lobbed Walker from about 30 yards. And then he yeah. came down to White Hart Lane the following week when Vega and Scales made their debuts and did the same thing. I was going out as Man United support at the time. It was a fantastic couple of weeks for me. Um, <laughs> but I think the last time that we beat him in the league was one of Mora's finest hours, other than Ajax, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure that was when uh, Mourinho was there and we beat him 3-0 or something. Three, and, no, and we had the famous yeah. the six one as well, obviously. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. The, of course, that, that was that was one. the most extraordinary one behind the closed start doors. Of the as well, didn't we? That was yeah, 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 yeah. But up there, so I, that's right. One of Serge Aurier's famous moments. We were talking about him just before, so he had a great game there. But yeah. look, I mean, look, we, we're all in agreement. I think here we want to go up there. They're not playing very well, and we want to turn up because a lot of times we don't turn up, and that's what we want to see. But I think uh, one of the great things about Angeball is that it forces you to turn up because yes. if you play hand ball, you have to turn up. You have to you have to be on the front foot. You have to move that ball around quickly. You have to 
you know, make those intricate passes and you have to stand on the halfway line and, mm-hmm. you know, thou shalt not pass. So We've had a nine-day nine break from them. In a way, you could, it's quite handy playing Friday nights. So you have the, yeah. basically the free weekend, yeah. uh, nine-day break. They're playing Wigan Athletic tonight, probably yeah. the second-string team. Wigan are now in mm. League One, I believe. So, I mean, they shouldn't have any too much difficulty there. Obviously, we've got, uh, as we know, no Sun, no Pesuma, no... Uh, Romero, we still have no, injury problems. Well, I think so. No, I think Sarri back for this one. I think. Where no, he's gone off. Is that the African oh, sorry, he's Mar- Of course, he's gone as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and it's such a shame because he's really started to come into into form. Sarri. Yeah. Yes. He was against Newcastle. He was he was mad at the match. I thought he was just. I was never quite sure about him, but he, you know, you know. Remember with Dembele, I was never quite sure, and then suddenly he just became Pele. It was like mm. suddenly he just started dribbling around five players and couldn't get the ball off. And then Saar was just springing into life. I thought, mm. um, you know, well, when I everyone's think, fit, I, I, when everyone's fit, I don't think Basuma is an automatic start, which I think is a good thing. Great, who's your midfield then, David? Well, you you've got. Benson Co. I think is now if he's fit, Wolf will start now, won't he? Yeah, you oh, got, got Benjamin, you got Madison, you got Madison, and then I think Saar. I mean, he's, he's got re- good, great potential, and he, I think he's the lungs of that yeah. midfield. Yeah, the way yeah. he gets up and down the park, and Basuma was fantastic before Luton. He got sent off against Luton. He hasn't been the same since. Yeah. But this Sunday, sent- with the players that are available, this sorry, Sunday, what, so what would your the- midfield be this Sunday? <laughs> well, who have we got? I mean, <laughs> I think it's, that's pretty much the same, isn't it? Um, yeah. I would probably uh, who we oh god skip. No, I well, but who have we got now though in the, in the middle of the park? Yeah, okay, you got Bentoncourt. You've got. Do you play Kulu deep? Yeah, play Kulu there, and I'd play Hoiberg as well. Really? So you would have mm. yeah, but then you you see the thing is this. I think the cell. I actually thought the Celso had a good game against Burnley. Sorry, oh really, Mike? Mike. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Doesn't doesn't fair enough. I just don't. I, I, he just doesn't do enough. We all know he's a really good player and whatever. And, and that pass and that last game, the first time pass, the last yeah. game that we won, brilliant. That's what you want to see him do. But to me, it takes too many touches on the ball. We just want to release it quickly. Yeah, I think ball and do a period and play it. Just play it quickly. Yeah, there's two or three times when he's... He, there's times when he gets the ball, he's in a very promising position. And then before you know it, somebody from behind has come around and tackled him. And, and nicked it, nicked it yeah, off. Yeah, nicked it off him. I, I quite agree. I agree mm. with you, Dave. I, I thought he was fine on Friday. When you said that, Mike, I think yeah. oh, perhaps I got it wrong. I'll keep quiet. I decided to keep quiet as well. No, yeah, yeah, kind of, it's the regime. Interesting fair psychology, enough. this, isn't it? Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I mean, Mike has spoken. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting players back as well. Uh, Shaw is now back. One of the reasons why Region has obviously come back. That's the other thing. Region now returned to Tottenham. And the other big surprise one is Jed Spence is yes. now back mm. at the club. Mm. Um, and up for hasn't really come out. Way. Some people have said that Leeds have said that's it. And, and then other people said actually Leeds looking to buy someone permanently and want to get some people off the wage bill. To me, and I know, I know Pastor Cog, who saw him in training early days, to me, an informed Jed Spence is perfect for that system as well. But I think there's something going on behind it. the scenes. Yeah. I think yeah. there's something to do with attitude or personal habits. I, I don't know. But apparently you wouldn't have a player of that of that skill and, and 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 not use him unless there was something else 
And Ange is very big, isn't he, on character? Yes. You have to have the right character. You can have all the skill in the world, but if you haven't got the right yeah. character, he's not interested. Yeah. No. Apparently, he didn't get off to a good start on the tour to Israel. Apparently, he made right. a complaint about his hotel room, which oh, didn't really? go down very well with right. Conti and the powers that be. And then and from there, that was where it was set. But I think that Spence is... Uh, I mean, Spence is an example of, of the lack of joined-up thinking in terms of, you, you you know, Conti didn't want him. It was a club signing and all the rest of it. And we spent weeks and weeks of negotiating and we get him in and he doesn't use him as a point of principle. Mm-hmm. And they come back to Ange. If Ange had seen something in pre-season that he liked about him, he'd be there now. Yeah. yeah. Look what he's done with Porro. And Emerson, you'd have thought that if any, you know, Porro or Emerson would be the ones on the way out. And it's not yeah. turned out to be that way at all. Yeah. So yeah. you're absolutely right, Paolo. It's about the attitude. He picked up on it, I think. And that's yeah. why he's not there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Paolo, let's give us a, a score prediction for Sunday. Man United Tottenham, always the glamour, glamour game of the, one of the glamour games of the season. Man United one, Tottenham Hotspur two. Ooh, lovely, David. Uh, it's going to be Man United one, Tottenham three. Uh, Werner two goals on his debut. Hey! And, uh, and uh, we're going to get Lacelso defying Mike with a goal. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll <laughs> Man take of the it. match. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll and Mike, Mike on social media saying, forgive me, Giovanni, forgive me. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Paolo, and I, I, I think it'll be 2-1 the Spurs. Uh, no one which... thinks, by the way, we get, we get Cheech, we get Cheech in the cup and Werner scores the winner in the 89th minute. That would be nice. Mm. That would be a pleasant one. Well, yeah. gentlemen, mm. it's been lovely to have you both back. Uh, David, thank you so much for getting up at City O'Clock to join us uh, Paolo always lovely to see you you as well my friend uh, and uh, as I said we are back next Wednesday uh, with Theo Delaney Matthew Hamilton Martin Lipton and Terry Naylor live at the Albany on Great Portland Street tickets available go to season.spurshow.net or Belletto tickets come along meet Terry always some great great stories uh, and we look forward to seeing you then. And just also, I think this Friday, we recorded a three-hour Terry Venables tribute uh, show over three parts. And hopefully, uh, if we get it all edited together, part one, uh, which will uh, be focusing on his playing career at Chelsea and Tottenham, uh, part one hopefully will be in your inbox this Friday as well. Some It's a really, really great documentary. Some amazing stories that have never come out so go and check that out on the Spurs show feed hopefully that will be out this Friday part one Uh, that's it until next time come on you Spurs if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network